and welcome to the Lighthouse Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you to live your life well. If you'd like to connect with us further, you can jump on our website at differentlight.com.au and click the connect button. Or could we encourage you to also support our work by clicking on the giving button. Thanks so much for listening. This season, this last series, we've been talking about real people. Um, we've heard from our, our scientists, we've heard from the trailblazers, we've heard from the chaplains. If you've missed any of those weeks, I encourage you to go back and listen to the podcast. I know for us, even in my Connect group, we've taken uh, something really practical each week of how we can be um, the good difference that Jesus makes in our real lives each week, which has been amazing. And then this week, we get to hear from our senior leaders, which I'm super excited about. We're going to look at um, what the Real People series discussion has taught us. We're going to look at um, the survey that we did. We all d- did a survey the last few weeks about being real people and lighthouse in, in our lives. Um, and we're going to also just look at the unwrap the last year, really, and, um, and see what God has been doing and what he's been up to. So, Josh, we're going to start with you. We're going to start with a survey. And what did the survey show us? We'll start there. You've got to say, what did the, the survey says? You know, like Family <laughs> Feud was reminding me that. Uh, no, we won't go through the whole survey. Don't worry. I'm, I know that's not what you came to church for today to unpack some results. But uh, what it did show us is that we have an incredible church. Uh, and gave us a little bit more depth and information about what that is and the reach it is into community. Uh, maybe a couple of the uh, themes that we want to highlight uh, at this morning, although we will we'll send the full results and we'll unpack it in more depth. But uh, how, who wants to know how old everybody is in our church? Yeah, 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 let's start with that one. We can see some results that come up. And it just reminds us actually that uh, we're not a young church, we're not an old church, we're a generational church. And uh, you can see that uh, that's 36 to 50 right in the middle there as well. Uh, So if you're in that age bracket, uh, you are in that sort of average age of Lighthouse, but in fact you're actually in the average age of Australians. Uh, But it's always nice to know that uh, if you are somewhat a little bit uh, older in years, it's just great to know that you're not the youngest in the room that this church family is, doesn't all rest on you. There's no one else coming behind you. And it's wonderful that we've got so many young uh, people in this, uh, in this congregation, in this community as well. And of course, if you are younger, it's wonderful to see that you can look up ahead and there's so much wisdom and faith in front of you as well. There's some other results which we'll unpack uh, with some other questions, but we've, we've learnt what really beats on the heart of Lighthouse people, what concerns them. Uh, about the city that they live in, uh, what they're excited about with their local community. Uh, there's results in why, why people bring their family to this place. Uh, what's the number one reason how people pass on their faith? And again, uh, you've seen over the last couple of weeks, we've had this huge map, uh, which only lasted a couple of weeks. Actually, it fell apart this morning. So uh, the map lasted for the series, but you would have known that we had all those sticky dots everywhere. Uh, and that's where people are placed but actually what the survey said or told us is people are placed in areas of health and education, mining and engineering, uh, retail and customer service, aged care, uh, volunteering, schools, education, all these different places. The breadth of society is where you'll find people of faith here. And uh, it was really encouraging, but also lots to help us plan for the future as well. Elise, did you want to add anything to that? Yeah, Yeah. uh, Josh kind of highlighted we are a generational church. And can I just take a moment? How awesome was baptisms this morning, right? Like, 
I'm sorry if I've got mascara everywhere and I'm not all put together because I get so emotional in baptisms, but it was just beautiful to see the generations in our church to have moments where we see our youth kids getting baptised, new young adults that have just come along, families praying for each other and baptising each other. That's what it's all about. That's what church is about on a Sunday, celebrating faith together. And uh, so some of the survey results really showed that. One of the questions we asked was, if you bring your family to Lighthouse, why did you or do you? And 80% of people bring their children to Lighthouse because they want to grow the faith of their child. And that's an amazing statistic. And there was other things like growing healthy, wanting them to be in healthy community, appreciating the values that are taught and that it's a safe place. And they're the things that we really um, hope for that we can have right across our generations at Lighthouse. And just a few ways we've done that this year, if, if I can give you a few more statistics. Who loves a bit of statistics? Yes? Yep. Good. 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 Enough, All right. enough people to say them That's anyway. That's so going to do yeah. it. Because this will encourage you. Statistics, are just a num- they're not just a number, they're people as well. So on Sunday in our Lighthouse Kids programs right across our station and Woolshed, we have over 100 kids that come to our programs. And uh, our youth, over 60 kids on average come on Friday nights. This year, across youth and young adults, we were able to baptise 18 people, which is amazing. It just shows that faith that's happening. But not just coming coming to a program, but more than that, we've really been able to see this idea of discipleship, which Andy will speak to more in a moment, happening across our generations. And so Ash in Lighthouse Kids and Nick in Youth and um, right across our young adults, we've really been focusing on this idea of connect groups and allowing our kids not just to have faith told at them, but allowing them to really interact and ask questions and be involved in their faith. So they're in connect groups in Lighthouse Kids and at Woolshed Kids and in Youth, really being able to talk about their faith and unpack it with leaders and people that love them and um, and generations that go before them. And uh, if I can as well, just take a moment. I want to thank all of the volunteers for our kids, our youth, our young adults. Thank you. I see so many faces out there that really do impart into our next generation and from grandparents, parents, you know, people that give up so much of their time, but we can really see the foundations of faith being set at Lighthouse and it gets me so excited. So that's so just good. one of the survey results, right? Yeah, so exciting. I love, I love hearing about where we are currently as a church and I know Andy, uh, two years ago we did, we did one of these health, health, church health surveys. What differences did you see or what, what do we... If you compare them, yeah. yeah absolutely. So we, we did two years ago in 2021. Do you remember all the way back then? Finally, just do. We did, we did another survey. The angle of approach was a little bit different. We were asking uh, all the people that took the survey what they thought of Lighthouse. This one was more like we're asking the people of Lighthouse what they think about themselves, which is cool. But there were some similarities because in 2021, we were all coming out of that big pandemic And we were all craving being together again. One of the themes of the survey was, I can't wait to celebrate church all together again. That that theme came up over and over and over again, which reminded us all that actually a, a lot of what we get out of faith is shared between us, not necessarily across a computer screen, but in the eyes and the hands and the thoughts of the person across the table from you. And so we, we were looking for that. And so then what we realized is, well, our, our measuring like people who come on a Sunday and our measuring of tithe and stuff is good and has a place, 
but we also need to measure those stories of the interactions of people and how you see uh, incredible stories like Gulrays and Ida and the family of, of Victor and Brian. And so we wanted to make sure we didn't lose those stories in capturing the numbers that you measure in a church. And if you read the Bible, you'll see that they measure both number, but they tell it in a story. And so the, what we want to do is, is in, in an effort to be a healthy church, is to do that, is to, is to not only count and understand things numerically, but to ensure that there are qualitative stories attached to that so we can see by definition and by example the good things that God is doing in our community. And then one of the uh, obvious themes that ran straight through both surveys was we are very passionate about our community about being integrated in our community, being the kind of church that our community needs and wants to have here in, in the Wollongong region. And I love that those things stayed kind of tried and true across that four-year period. I thought that was really cool, especially that discipleship and community rose to the top, right, Josh? That makes you and I such good mates. Yeah, yeah. I love working with you, mate. And, uh, but if I talk about community just for a moment, uh, often we would say we have a lens of community, we have a heart for community. Uh, but just for a moment, can I encourage you to just replace the word community for people? So yeah, if, if a church, it would be strange to me or to us to say, well, we don't, you know, we don't want to do that anymore because it just means you don't want to do people anymore. Uh, so we feel like we have a lens of people. We feel like we have a lens or a heart and a love for people, not just community. Community is people that we find ourselves here with, but also everybody else. And we just live with a sense that there's got to be more than this, and there's got to be more to it than this. And we know that uh, your life is not just this moment on a Sunday. It's all throughout the place, all throughout the week. And there's people that uh, that are attached to you, that think differently to you and have their own life stories going on, but you are the best person placed uh, to help them along the, the journey of faith as well. But if we kind of package up, we know you're, you're doing so much in community, but also you know, corporately or collectively, uh, we do some flagship or some key things here at Lighthouse, and I'm very proud of those, and we should be proud of those. I actually like the unique small things as well that we do. Like if you think about uh, when we do the aquathon down at the, uh, on uh, the public holiday uh, in January uh, down at the harbour, we have like a lighthouse pelican. Uh, and that's Zane, but he's in a pelican suit, and he just he steals the show. And uh, people have paid thousands of dollars to be naming rights sponsors of this massive event in Wollongong. But the $90 Pelican suit is all that gets mentioned the whole day. So I just, I love how we can uh, look at things uniquely, but with a big heart, love people, uh, and just, I guess, be noticed and known for those things. We, we love Valentine's Day here. Uh, we always give away 142 coffees to the first 142 people that come. Uh, because, and we say, hey, Wollongong, would you be our Valentine? And again, Zane, Zane seems to be key, but he's out there playing love song dedications. And, uh, and then he just goes into hibernation the rest of the year because he really I've hates got an that idea, sort of Josh. Stuff. We yeah. should get the Pelican doing love song dedications next year. So we are. We're going to just, we love to integrate things and uh, we'll have the love Pelican out there. Zane, watch out. We've got a plan yeah, yeah. for you. Uh, and of course, we were named as a finalist as in the Outstanding Community Organisation of the Year with our Business Illawarra community. Uh, so those little, unique or different spin on things are the very thing also uh, that sees us highly integrated into community. Uh, our community kitchen is growing so fast and 
that is a really good thing. People go, are you just perpetuating charity here? Are you doing something for someone that they could do themselves? Or why don't you add a charge or, or put a, a cost to the meal or things like that? And I understand some of those principles when it comes to taking ownership um, around your life. But actually, we want to continue it to be a free meal. But what we do know we, we provide that you can't get everywhere else is a connection, uh, a, a solution somewhat to loneliness in our community. And in the next year, the, the kitchen will need to keep pace with its rapid expansion to provide opportunities uh, for guests to enable themselves to maybe take part in the kitchen to learn how to make coffee for their mates as well. So this idea that it just doesn't end when Tuesday night and Thursday night finishes up. We've got a wonderful steering team that are actually all in on just seeing the kitchen move through this growth stage. We are like a social enterprise. Well, we're acting like a social enterprise uh, that runs a transformational restaurant so we can't keep thinking like a charity church soup kitchen, if you understand the leap that it needs to make. So very proud of that. We're going to rest some things like Red Frogs for 12 months and we're going to, looking at the stats, uh, one of the things that really beats on the heart of people here is or concerns people with mental health and domestic violence that came up on SOP when it, uh, in the stats. And we've attracted some funding, $5,000 through International Women's Day, uh, to run a program here next year called Circuit Breaker. And Circuit Breaker, think of it like an upstream program uh, that, that helps uh, prevent domestic violence. Circuit Breaker is a shame-free space for men and women to talk about anger before they feel like it gets on top of them. Uh, and we just think, again, that provides a unique gap in our community in terms of caring and helping. So they're the types of things that we're really proud of and the things that we're moving forward in community as well. Yeah, I'm so excited for that in this upcoming year as well. Um, I don't know about you guys, but for myself this year, I've really noticed uh, in, our, in our gatherings and just across Lighthouse as a whole, a, a deeper sense of, of um, a renewed sense of the awe of God and his presence in our lives. And I think that's something that we've all really welcomed and, and really embraced in our connect groups and in all our aspects. But Elise, how are we going to cultivate, I guess, that in the next year ahead? Yeah. Yeah, I love hearing stories about how people are really experiencing the presence of God again across Lighthouse, not just Sundays, although, you know, we could hear, sense it here this morning, but right in the stories across the week and in our different community spaces. And, uh, you know, that's something, it's something so important to us. We can't do it without the presence of God, right? So, uh, you know, this year was a year of established. We, as our first year of senior leaders, we talked about this year establishing again. And, and, and thank you for being on the journey with us. But I just have a real sense this next year ahead is about cultivating and, and, and really growing on the things that God has already established. And so I'm really excited. That word cultivate, you're going to hear it a lot coming up, everyone. But that word cultivate, it means to prepare for the raising of crops, to protect and encourage the growth of, to cause, to grow by special attention, by studying, advancing, developing, practising. In other words, cultivating doesn't happen by accident. It's, it's a purposeful act. You know, it's something that we do on purpose. So we're going to be cultivating the things that have happened this year. We're going to continue to, uh, you know, have this sense of the presence of God right across how we gather on Sundays. Uh, we're going to continue to champion our generations and to, to live stream Jesus and to be part of our community. And, you know, I just, 
I don't know about you, but I sense God is up to something. I sense that God is not done yet. I sense that He is ready to, um, you know, re-establish families. I, I sense that He is ready to call people back to church. I sense that He is ready to heal people, their bodies and their minds and their spirits. I sense that He is ready to just send us out and to do more in our community, to create real health, holistic health across our community. Are you guys sensing it as well? You're very quiet out there. You can say yes with me if you are sensing it too. But I'm really excited for what God is going to do as we continue just to cultivate what's happened this year. And I just want to share a scripture with you, if that's okay. It's one we've been talking a lot about this year, and it's Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16. It talks about how wide, how high, how deep is the love of God. But I just want to share with you a part that happens before it goes into that love. It says, I pray that from his glorious unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. And then your roots will grow down deep into God's love and keep you strong. And then you will understand, and it goes on to the parts of love. But if I just want to draw your attention to before we can show that love, we have to have deep roots, doesn't it? It says our roots will go down deep into God's love and to keep you strong. So I want to encourage us at Lighthouse as we kind of go into this holiday period, but also into the new year. And as we have been praying and discerning what God's doing, I invite you to be part of that process as well, to really discern what God is doing, to pray into it, to get those deep roots so that we're ready to see God's love go out into our next year and to continue to cultivate what he's doing here. So be on that process with, with us. We'd love to invite you into that. And I, I know we've learnt the last few weeks, uh, or really this whole year, but that um, discipleship and the way we stream Jesus' life through ours for others has a big part of that. And so, Andy, how, do you, how has, what have we learnt this year through measuring like live stream and, and all those things this year? Yeah, yeah great question, Rach. It's important to us, it, it re- reflects back on what we said before, that the difference Jesus makes in our life isn't just told through numbers, but it's told through the stories of people's lives, right? So then the story of your life becomes an important vehicle for the good difference Jesus makes to be transferred to others. So the way that you demonstrate Jesus's love in your life will have an effect on the people around you. And then they might choose to follow that as well, and so on and so on and so on. So this is kind of what Jesus was getting at when he talked about discipleship, and certainly what the New Testament authors believed discipleship to be. We turned it into something like some sort of post-salvation decision Christian training to try and get baby Christians into adult Christians, but it was never that in the New Testament. It was about people who believed Jesus was making a difference in their life, living a powerful, spirit-filled life of worship, And that having effect on the people in their lives, which had in turn an effect on the people in their lives, and so on and so on, and the church continued to grow. Now, here's the question. How do you measure that? Do you measure it by how much money people give to that? Or do you measure it by how many people you baptize each week? It's tricky, right? Measuring the difference Jesus makes in the story of people's lives. So... Being the innovative church that we aspire to be, we're looking for a way to be able to understand that in everyday terms that everyone can understand. And so we came up with this concept of life stream, where we measure the difference Jesus makes as you walk through doubt. We understand how many people are intentionally searching for truth and meaning in their life. How is your sense of unity with God's Holy Spirit growing and forming in you as you go? Because God is constantly renewing and changing and drawing us forward. So we need metrics to understand that. 
and live stream was our way of doing that. So we have leaders in different spheres of Lighthouse who, who like record the stories of the changes of these things happening in their life and the people's lives around them. And it's got some interesting trends and it's early days. We've only been doing it for about four years and we only have about 2,000 uh, reports to go off. So this is early days. That was a joke. But what we did see is that as people work through their doubt, their sense of unity in God's spirit starts to increase. And so we're starting to see all these little trends appearing in the way that we're discipling each other and the changes that are occurring in and through our people. Here's the thing you can bank on. When you pay attention to people's lives, they get healthier and they grow. When a church pays attention to the lives of the people within its community, I'm not saying within its walls on a Sunday, I'm saying within its community, beyond those walls, what we do every day, when we pay attention to the lives of the people in our community, it makes a difference. Now add to that the kindness, the love, the joy, the peace, the patience of the Holy Spirit. People get healthier in their emotional life, in their psychological life, and it spills out into their physical life as well. And you begin to make this great and positive difference in the community around you. How? By streaming Jesus' life through yours for others so that they can do the same. Livestream is about trying to measure that. And we're, it's, it's shown us some cool things at the moment. So we can, we, as we pay attention to people's lives, our church is getting healthier and it's growing as well. It's fantastic. Yeah, and you mentioned before like, uh, how live stream or discipleship sort of intersects with community, which I think is really cool. And it does. It is one of the things that I love working alongside Andy uh, and Elise, of course, uh, most uh, because it's like if you think about live stream, it's like community is the playground for live stream to happen. So much about when we introduce this sort of live stream uh, to the church this year that it really was about how to navigate our own doubt or our, our own curiosity. But I know next year it'll be so much more about well, how do we help others navigate that in their lives as well. And uh, in this Real People series, one of the constant sort of feedbacks that we got on it was that idea of I'm never just a such and such. It was so helpful for people and if you didn't hear it, it's okay. Uh, what it meant basically is so often we can refer to ourselves as oh, I'm just a teacher or I'm just an administrator, or I'm just getting coffee here, or I'm just going to go do the groceries, or I'm just a stay-at-home parent. But we tried to elevate the thought that, yeah, of course, we are those things, but when we uh, bring God into that space, in fact, we let God lead that space, we are always more than just stay that. We are a son or a daughter of Christ. We have the power within us uh, that raised Jesus from the dead, that we have uh, access to God's never-ending mercy and grace. We are never just those things. But can I just read a scripture too along that line? Uh, I've got my Bible up here. Good preaching by Ada as well. That was awesome. So yeah, yeah, you enjoy that? Yeah, yeah, that was incredible. Got some notes there. It says here in Mark chapter 6 verse 3, uh, Jesus is called just a carpenter. It's what uh, the people of his hometown says. He's just a carpenter, the son of Mary. And the reason Jesus was called just a carpenter in that space was because that was a very familiar space for him. Uh, and people there were familiar with Jesus as that thing. It reminds me too that when we get familiar, when we, uh, when we kind of roll on to life like, oh, it's, it's, this is happening again, I'm just this, 
we can lose our power and effectiveness uh, to help transformation happen. So I think even leaning into next year, when I think about cultivate, like Elise mentioned, I'd love to just cultivate that, that, that sense of, let's just shake off any sense of familiarity here. Yeah. Uh, let's, let's remind ourselves that we are uncommon people in common places all the time. And I believe actually that even in, when we think about you know, the, the financial times we find ourselves in, I get it, it's tough. Uh, you know, we, costs have grown here at Lighthouse as well. It's like a big home budget. Uh, yeah, income is all the things that we look at all the time and we would love it to be a little bit more, but we've seen more people increasing giving. All those things have been good, but what an incredible time to, sh to show uncommon generosity. Actually, that type of light shines deeper and brighter in times when people feel like everything's tighter. So I just want to encourage us too that to shake off any sense of un, uh, familiarity and, and remind ourselves in the next year as a church and as someone who calls this church home uh, that we'll be aspired to uncommon generosity, that we'll be inspired to uncommon grace for people in our community. And uh, that's the type of thing that I believe will help people on that discipleship pathway as well. Good, you're doing a good job here, Rach, with pulling Thanks. this together. So, yeah. awesome. Keeping the three of us Keeping on track. Yeah, yeah. Like a, doing great, Rach. A life yeah. skill. Um, so what do we need to be thinking and praying for now yeah. uh, in order to prepare us for next year? Before we do that, yeah. uh, Rach, uh, good, good segue. There's so much paper here on here, so that's why we've got the table. Uh, I, we want to do some volunteer awards. Uh, these people are never just a volunteer. They're so much more than that. At least you want to give me a... You want to share yours first? It looks like Country Road, but it's not. I'm sorry. That's a nice bag. Okay. Okay. This, so we, uh, with these awards this year, we wanted to kind of create some awards that will continue to happen each year at Lighthouse. So this is the first annual volunteer award for the Timeless Award. So Timeless is generation or somebody that finds them... At their faith timeless and is willing to um, be a part of generations right from the little ones right through. Uh, and so this person today we want to honour is um, somebody that has done that who, uh, uh, I'm like, will I just say their name or will I get the, all right. Janelle Tarleton, this one's for you. Can you come up and I just want to thank you. So this is to be a different light. It's got the Timeless Award inscribed on there, so you'll always remember. And Janelle, we just we want to thank you. Janelle has been part of our Kids Hub uh, program, which we just begun this year. She's a, a retired school teacher who, who's given years and years into uh, Christian education and uh, then has now in her retirement stepped into a space where she is valuing families. She's a chaplain who come, comes beside the mums there and really values them and honours them. But Janelle, you've been through a really hard year yourself and you are here and you are full of faith and you are full of love for the next generation and we honour you today and we thank you so much for you. Next award is the Inside Out Award. So this is an award that is going to go to someone every year 
that uh, takes a gift that's inside them, brings it out uh, to the benefit of the church and the local community around them as well. One of the things we love is the idea of uh, strength-based community development. So using a gift to help strengthen something to go even better. And uh, I want to give this, we want to give this award to Justin Miles. Did you know you're getting an award today? No, this is just a regular shirt. <laughs> Fantastic. Excellent. Uh, Justin, we want to honour you today because, you know, the Bible talks about uh, having people having certain skills that are a benefit to the church. And Justin and his wife, Sabrina, and kids have joined Lighthouse this year. And they came to one of our uh, Fresh Start lunches a couple of months ago. And just randomly, but I even think it was a God thought, I, I just happened to mention when it was talking about the volunteering that you could do at Lighthouse. I just started to mention some random volunteer spots that were just on the top of my head. And one of them was, uh, I think I said, you might just be an expert grant writer who can write a grant and maybe help resource the church to go out in the community in a greater way. And I, I say that regularly, but no one ever like goes, oh, that's me. And uh, <laughs> Justin actually uh, quite humbly at the end just say, hey, you know when you mentioned that grant writing, uh, I just... I don't normally talk like this, but he says, I need to let you know I'm really good at that. <laughs> and I thought, okay, prove it. Uh, so, no. <laughs> no, I did, but it's, uh, we, we had some grants that came up for our kitchen, and uh, I put together a little bit of a vision rationale, very, not a lot of time on me sent it to you, and just there was a way that you crafted words, the way that you were able to express and amplify what we did, uh, that within you know, 24, 48 hours, we got notified we got a $10,000 grant for our kitchen uh, from the... And... Yeah, you proved it. And uh, Justin... Uh, and we call this, like, Justin is a high-capacity person uh, with low availability, but was able to give any availability he had and use all that high capacity to be able to move things and go forward. So we really appreciate that, mate. And we're looking forward to many more years of grant writing. So. <laughs> so good. I love, I love celebrating our faith fam like this. It's fantastic. And you... I hope that you're seeing part of your story in all of these stories as well. Awards are kind of just like the little piece, you know, the thank you. But actually, this is the story of us as a, as a faith tribe together. And uh, I'm so pleased. Uh, just before I get to my award, I just want to make special mention of a beautiful couple that have been uh, lifelong people here at Lighthouse. Adriano and Connie Mercurio. Would you uh, stand up and make yourself known for a second so we can all look at you? Connie, Connie is our official Auslan interpreter, so I don't know what we're going to do without her. But um, I just wanted to make special mention of you guys today, not only because I love you so much, but it's actually uh, their last Sunday here at Lighthouse because they're moving to Coffs Harbour uh, together with some new uh, vocational opportunities up there at the hospital. And these two have been very dear to our heart for a very long time and have been part of Lighthouse for a very long time. And um, probably if we had to line them up on the criteria of these awards, they probably deserve all of them. 
But we really love you guys. We bless you and we're cheering you on. And we know our good friends at, um, forgive me, Lifehouse. Good. They're moving to a church literally called Lifehouse. They want to be Lighthouse up there. But That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we talked to our good friend Mel up there, the, the, the Connect pastor, and she's looking out for you guys. She even asked for photos of you so she can track you down. So watch out. You'll only set foot in coughs for five minutes before she's probably knocking on your door. But we love you guys so much, and uh, we're going to pray for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why don't you reach your hands out to this beautiful couple right now, and let's pray for them. Heavenly Father, thank you for Adriana and Connie. What a gift they have been. Holy Spirit, I pray over them that as they take this move on, that they would cherish all the opportunities they've had, the memories they have here, knowing that that's not lost or gone, but that it is a part of what makes them who they are. And that they can take that character, that wonderful character that God has made in them and sow that into their new community in Coffs Harbour. We pray for their travelling to be safe. We pray for great new relationships and friendships as they connect with the community in Coffs Harbour. Bless them in Jesus' name. Amen. Love you guys. All right, my, my award, no secret, the Life Streamer Award. Now, this award goes to the person who epitomizes the way live stream is done, that they actually, the reaction they take, every word they speak, they're seeking to demonstrate and proclaim the good difference that Jesus has made in their life. This particular fellow has uh, run a connect group of young, young men now, but he actually began running that connect group when they were kids. And he's seen them all through their high school career and they've finished high school. Same connect group leader the whole way through. Loving on them the whole way through and is going to continue to do that as these young men step into adulthood and their future vocations as well. So Gareth Cox, bless you, mate. Gaz, what's the secret, mate? How do you, how do you hold it all together? Uh, God. Thank you, Jesus. Well done, man. Appreciate you, mate. All the best. Yeah, yeah. He actually stole my next point because all, all of this, this talk about our community and all of that, it, it, sound, it sounds great. It sounds aspirational. But gosh, it's remiss of everything unless it all comes back to the great God that we love and that we serve. And I'd like to, we wanted to conclude by spending time with God. Obviously, if you haven't yet, welcome to the party. But we're going to spend some time just thanking God for the incredible thing that he has done here through Lighthouse and, and over the last 12 months. I want to reflect back on the, on the scripture, the Bible passage that Elise read out before. Could I grab it up on the screen again? Thanks, Silas. And I want to read it together. You might want to look at it in your, in your Bible as well. And Paul, uh, just by short preface, Paul is writing to a, a church in his age that really wanted to make a difference in its community because of the good difference they were experiencing through their relationship with Jesus. So he writes to the churches in Ephesus. It's not just one, it's actually a, a number of them. And the letter would circulate. And there's this beautiful kind of crescendo or this climactic moment in the letter where Paul just kind of bursts into prayer so he's writing a letter and then he bursts into prayer because it's like he can't he's talking about how wonderful 
God is and God's power in the people of Ephesus. And then he just goes, I pray, like bursts into the middle of the letter in prayer. And he says this, I pray that out of the glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being, within yourself, so that Christ Jesus may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in that love, may have power together with all of the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide, how long, and how high, and how deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to all the measure, or the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. Here's the good news. The same God that inspired the church in Ephesus those 2,000 odd years ago is the same God that you're declaring your love for here this morning. The same Jesus that is rooting and establishing his love in the people of Ephesus is the same Jesus that you're worshipping and reading about and, and building your life upon here today. And I'm so encouraged by that because just like Ephesus, God is, is empowering you as Lighthouse to live lives that are high, wide, and deep. And we're going to be here for a long time, my friends. I can't wait to celebrate 100 years of Lighthouse. I'm going to be an old guy. Oh, thank you. That's lovely. That, that group of five people there that clapped. I'm going to buy you coffee later. But, but we, God is going to uh, continue to build love into the community of the Lord and transform it, not, not just through Lighthouse, through all the wonderful churches that call this place home. And we get to play a, a verse. We get to play a part. And, and what's important, in order to be a church that influences to height and to be a church that, that serves to great width and stays here for a long time, the people have to have great depth. They have, to, they have to be constantly becoming people of maturity, character, deep love, grace, patience for one another. And that's the role that the Holy Spirit plays in us. So in this next kind of 10 minutes of this beautiful time we have here together, we're going to spend some time praying and worshipping. And I want to encourage you to think about that question. God, what is it that you want to grow more depth in me about as we kind of spend that time together? Thank you for listening to the Lighthouse Podcast. We hope this message brings inspiration and encouragement to your day. If you want to check out any of our other podcasts or the work that we do or when and where we gather, jump on our website at differentlight.com.au. Catch you later.